Hello, my friends. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to make connections, genuine connections with well-known people. So in my life, I have had the great privilege and honor of working with and connecting with some really awesome people. I wrote for Russell Brunson for about a year and a half. I worked with John Maxwell and was able to sit in the room with him while he was recording his content. And I just recently got back from Charleston where I got to meet a lot of my favorite actors and musicians and performers. And I made some really good connections. And I feel like this is something that I've been asked about in the past, um, especially when I was working with ClickFunnels. And I realized that I approach these situations maybe a little bit differently. So I'm going to lay out what I've done personally to connect with these people and have long standing connections with them. And hopefully this is helpful for you as you are networking in your career or as you are wanting to maybe get closer to some people who you respect and ask them questions, learn from them, that kind of thing. The very first thing is this is going to cover everything else. The energy that you approach any interaction with anybody, not just somebody who's well-known, but anybody. I have noticed that if you watch, now I'm a nerd, we've established this, I've watched press interviews, a lot of press interviews, and it's interesting because the person who is interviewing the whoever it is, actor, performer, whoever, they typically come from two different energies. One is a fan where they're like, oh my gosh, we just saw the new movie. It's so awesome. We're so excited. We love it so much. And they're gushing, which is nice. But if you think about where that puts the whoever they're talking to, where that's going to automatically put their energy, it's not a place of helpfulness because they're going to have to step down and be like, oh, we're so glad you like it. So like they're going to have to kind of, it shifts the dynamic where the person who's asking the question is just this like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I love it, I love it, I love it. And this person has to now, you know, kind of lean down and be like, oh, that's so great, so happy like it, and then they move on. Verse a more peer-to-peer level, if you listen to um, Jennifer Gardner did a interview series with the cast of Schitt's Creek, and she, of course, is an actress, the questions that she's asking them and the way that she's asking them the questions, it's such a good, thorough, in-depth interview and you get so much from them because the position that she's asking them, she's obviously a fan. She says she loves this show. It's not about you know not, not mentioning that, but then she goes deep immediately. So she's like, I love this show. You guys are phenomenon. You've won these things. Tell me about what it was like in this scene. And she comes at it from a perspective of an actor and it's such a um, it's such a different response and it's such a different energy that they give back to her. It's more of a peer-to-peer energy. Now you don't have to be a musician if you're like talking to somebody, you know, who's a musician. You don't have to necessarily be a musician, but if you're a content creator, you know what it's like to have any size of platform, and you can only imagine what it would be like for them to have, you know, a million times bigger platform. So you can ask them questions from that place, or you can talk to them from that place. And so it comes from a different energy, and it really does like change the dynamic in the conversation in such a tangible way. The responses that you get, the the responses that I see people get are so much clearer and it's so much more of a human to human connection than a fan to a leader or celebrity um, interaction. That's first and foremost. Second is to be very intentional. So when I, I really am not somebody who's like, I just want pictures with celebrities. Like I, I don't, 
I have no idea what's going on in most of these celebrities' lives. Like, I'm not following gossip or anything like that. I don't, that's not my intention. My intention is to learn from successful people. And successful people sometimes are in movies, sometimes they act, sometimes they sing, sometimes they um, are, you know, like Russell Brunson, they create software and they have marketing knowledge. So I want to learn from successful people in all different walks of life or in all different facets of this industry. And so for me to be intentional, that looks like knowing what I want from somebody and not just going and wanting to take a selfie for like the social proof of it. I want to actually connect with them and I have specific things that I want to ask them. I worked for Russell for 18 plus months. I don't have one picture with him, but I had a lot of great conversations. He sat and taught me and several other people on the team how he would work through a marketing campaign. Those things were so much more valuable to me and I was that was very evident. I really had no intention of taking a picture and running a Facebook ad that said, I met Russell Brunson, here's what I learned. It wasn't, that was never my goal. I went into the interactions intentional about learning specifically at the time how he approached copy because I was writing emails for the team and he was just coming out with traffic secrets. And so we were working on, you know, how are we going to like set up the core sequences and all the different things. That was my intention in the interaction and your intention shows through no matter what it is and who it is that you're meeting, your intention shows I saw so many people during that ClickFunnels era that would come into the office, meet him for five seconds, take the selfie and have, you know, a funnel set up the next day that's like, here's what I learned from my five seconds with Russell Brunson and like use his name as a lead magnet. And it always rubbed me the wrong way. I never asked him how it felt, but I can only imagine that it's frustrating and it's not you're not going to give somebody, if you put yourself in their shoes, you're not going to want to have a genuine interaction with somebody if it's obvious that that's what they're going for. Um, When I was in Charleston this weekend, I got the chance to sit down with Tyler Posey and asked him questions about what it's like to have a big platform and experience anxiety or depression and talk about it and open that door. Because I know on my very, very small platform, when I talk about these things, I get a lot of messages back and I want to respond to all of them. And my platform is teeny tiny compared to his, you know, 7 million people. And so I was like, I can only imagine that happens to you a lot. And I wanted the answer to that question. It was awesome that it was Tyler Posey and I love his music. But truthfully, I wanted to hear from somebody who talks about the same things I talk about and has a bigger platform. That was my intention. I did get a selfie with him. I did get to, to, you know, do like the quote social proof stuff, but that was very, very secondary for me. Those inner, that interaction was my intention and that's why I went. And so it wasn't just to get the selfie and that's very evident. Um, The third thing is to separate the art from the artist. This is something that I see a lot on social when I'm watching press, when I'm watching any kind of interviews or anything like that. It's, this is going to sound nuanced, but it makes a big difference when you approach somebody and you say, oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God, I love you. Oh my gosh, I love you. What, what are they going to say back? Thank you. It's awkward, right? Oh, thank you so much. And they appreciate it. I'm sure it's not, you know, but there's no, where do you have a conversation after that? There's nothing to follow that other than I love you. You're so cool. Oh my God, I love you. Right. But if you come to somebody and you're like, wow, I really loved this movie that you were in you seem to pick such cool projects like what's your process for that now you have a conversation now there's something for them to actually respond to you for 
and they can actually talk to you. Maybe they even want to talk to you about that. That might, that's already such a different interaction than they typically have. And so it's something that's like, it, it kind of goes back to being intentional, but it's something about the way that you phrase it and the way that you are approaching the conversation that kind of pulls them in a way out of it. Of course, you're still asking like, how do you, you know, approach these projects or how do you approach a funnel or how do you approach an offer? But you're separating. You're not just saying like, oh my God, I love your brain. Like, it's so cool what you do. So cool. Like that puts them in a place of not being able to, there's nothing to grab in that conversation. So if you give them something that's like, I really loved how you did this last launch. How do you, um, like, how do you approach that? Or how do you, whatever, there's something that they can actually respond to you. And you're going to get something that's helpful when you do that. If you just go up to somebody and fangirl and freak out, there's not, you're not going to have a helpful response from them because there's nothing from them for them to do. Now, the more media trained somebody is, like I was watching, it was so fascinating. I was watching all of these actors in the, in the event that I went to, and it was such a small event that it was, they were just being walked around. There wasn't a lot of back doors for them to go through. So they were just walking through and people would randomly, it was a very chill event, but people would randomly be like, oh my God, I love this. Or I love that. And the more media trained they were, like the longer they've been in the industry, you know, they could kind of take something and respond. Um, and so, it, you know, you're going to have maybe some level of response, the more professional somebody has, or the more, the longer time someone's been in this profession, but still you're not going to have a really quality answer unless you approach with a quality piece of their art, not them as the artist. And so that's something that can be really helpful if you're wanting to get a specific question or if you're wanting to have a specific interaction. Maybe you don't know your specific question, but you know, I loved this movie that you were in. Like, tell me about the process or I loved this. You can kind of lead them at least in a, in a direction of having a conversation with you. Next, you want to do your research. So this is something that was really important when I was going to this event in Charleston. It was something that was, that was important when I was working at ClickFunnels was what do you like about what they do? Like, what is it that you are trying to have a conversation about? What is it that you want out of the interaction? Because if it's just the social proof, like we talked about before, that's, you can do it, but that's not going to get you anything that's usable for you as a business owner. So you want to do your research and see not only what do you want out of the interaction, but what do they like talking about? What responses do they give the longest or what longest responses do they give to what answers? If you can start to see like this person gets asked the same questions over and over and over again, you can just Google like, you know, Will Smith asked about this, like Will Smith about fear, because, you know, he's talked a lot about that or whatever. If you see that over and over and over again, and you meet Will Smith and you ask him about fear, he's answered that question already. What can you ask him that's different? What follow-up question do you have? You don't have to start the conversation at point A, because when somebody is well-known, you like there's already this conversation circulating. So you can walk up and be like, hey, I saw your interview on Drew Barrymore and you said this about fear. And ask your follow-up question. That can be your first thing to them because the, the conversation's already been started. You don't have to do the, hey, how are you? Good to see you, da-da-da, right? Because especially if this is somebody who is moving quickly, they have a lot of things going, like you don't need to do that. You can literally just come in and, and ask the question in the way that you want to ask it. And you know what? That's such a pattern interrupt. It's such a pattern interrupt for them to not be asked, 
hey, are you doing season whatever of this show? Or hey, are you, you know, and of course, they're not going to say anything about that. But if you like, there's 17,000 answers. They've done this already. What else can you ask them? What do they like talking about? What is something that's going to give you an actual answer? I did this with Tyler Posey when I was, when I met him in Charleston, there was a group of us and they were all asking him about Teen Wolf when he was being great. He answered all the questions. It was awesome. I'm glad they got to ask them. But as they were going around, I'm like, I've I've heard these answers before. And when it got to me, I was like, this isn't about Teen Wolf, but I asked him about mental health and, you know, everything there. And his whole demeanor changed. He sat up in his chair and he was like, and he gave me a very thorough, a very in-depth answer that was so helpful for me because I asked a question that I knew he loved talking about. They, I asked the question because I wanted the answer, but I also knew he loved talking about that because I've seen some more deeper cut interviews where he's talked at length about his mental health and you can tell it's different. When somebody has you know done the circuit and they've just gone on a whole press tour and they've talked about their favorite scenes in the movie, what it was like getting in shape for this, how many you know hours of day, how many hours they were in the gym, all these things. They've talked about all these things seven million times. When you ask them a different question, it's a pattern interrupt. It can create an actual connection with the person. We always want to respect them. This is huge. I, it's almost, it feels silly to say, but from the videos that I have seen online, I don't think it is. They're humans. They're humans, and they're also humans that have partners. And so I see a lot of like, you know, when if you watch anybody meeting anybody like Andrew Garfield or like I th- he just came to mind because I saw the video of him, but it's awkward. They're, they're standing there with their partner and people are coming up like, oh my God, I love you. Will you marry me? Like, it's so weird and awkward. And I understand, you know, of course, like they're, they're awesome and whatever, but it's, it put, put yourself in that position. It's, it's awkward. So respect the person. If you want to take a picture with them, ask. I, um, I did the meet and greet with Tyler Posey and his girlfriend Femme was in the, the room and I walked up, she was on her phone scrolling and I walked up and I was like, I kind of caught her attention I was like, hey, is it okay if I come take a picture with you? I'd really like to. And she was like, yeah, of course. And so she stood, I like waited for her to stand up and I came and took a picture with her and I, and I left. Like it was, you don't want to just be the person who's like running up to somebody trying to take a picture without their, like it, it gets weird and awkward. Um, and so just respect the person, respect that they're in a relationship, respect that you're in a relationship. It's, you know, they're, an, they're another human, just like you would never do that to anybody else. Um, it, it sounds so basic but it really also is a pattern interrupt for them. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you are more well-known. Um, people are weird. I've seen that that um, video on YouTube where Will Smith is coming out of, I want to say it was like wisdom tooth. He had some kind of surgery that was like somewhat outpatient. Um, and this guy like runs in the elevator with him and is trying to take the selfie with him. And he like literally has like cotton in his mouth. And he's like somewhat, you know, again, at the more media trained the person is, the more they'll like do something. But it's, it's so weird. Like read the room, you know, read, read the room, understand what the situation is. That's actually my next point is reading the room, but like respect who respect who the person is, respect that they're human, respect that they're in a relationship. Um, and that actually does go a long way. That's actually something that they will notice because it's unfortunately not done. Um, reading the room. So when it comes to understanding how to have a good connection with somebody who's well-known or somebody who's more popular or whatever, Make sure that you are taking the situation at, or understanding the situation. I was on a set, um, my first set, and I was a featured background artist. 
and I was right next to the principal characters, and I knew from listening to Sam Valentine, One Broke Actress, um, I had no, I had absolutely zero intention of ever interacting with the director because I'm an extra. I didn't think that they would have any other than like move over to the right. I didn't think I would ever talk to him. Um, there was a point when we were, they were breaking down and they had to change something, some battery or something like that. And he was right in front of me because they were, we were filming at a bar and he was behind the bar filming and I was at the bar. And so we were facing each other basically. And he's standing there and then he looked up and he started talking to me and asked me, asking me questions. And so I interacted with him. And then when it was time, you know, they changed the battery or whatever, he left and that was it. I had no intention of tracking him down after the shoot, anything like that. Read the room and understand what that, what that interaction can be and where it can be. There was an extra on the other side of me who was um, talking to, I think it was maybe the sound guy. He was talking to somebody and he was like, yeah, man, how'd you get into this industry? Like a very open-ended question that was going to be a, an in-depth thing. And the guy's trying to work and you can tell he's trying to work. Like he's moving stuff around. He's getting something in his ear. Like they, they, they're wearing earpieces and it wasn't the time to ask that question. And you could tell that he was kind of frustrated that that was the question being asked to him. And so read the situation that the person, you know, are they walking, are they, are they on their way from their hotel room to speak on a stage? Do you want to stop them and ask them about something, you know, like they're in the zone, read the situation. If they're eating at a restaurant or if they're, you know, out with their family, like eating ice cream, like understand where they're at. And if you are sensitive to that and, you know, maybe you wait for them to be done or you do whatever, um, they're so they're going to notice that as well. It's just like the respect thing because it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't happen that often. And so when you do that, you automatically put yourself going back to our first point of peer to peer energy. You automatically put yourself in a position of like they kind of know where I'm at. This is such a random example, but it just popped into my head of when I was in high school or maybe early college, um, I was trying to get a job that would, you know, work with my, my class schedule and all that. And I was thinking about hospitality and I was asking one of my friends who worked in hospitality, what should I do? And he told me to go in at like 2 PM on a Wednesday and ask to talk to the manager. And I was like, why? And he goes, it shows that you understand the restaurant service industry because that would be the least busy time. And so it's kind of the same thing here where like, if you show that you understand like, Hey, your kids didn't ask to be a part of this. Like, I'm not going to approach you while you're sitting there trying to parent them or while you're out to ice cream with them. That's, you know, you automatically are putting yourself in a position of you understand where they're coming from and they can reciprocate that. And it gives you a place of, you know, being able to ask your question or talk to them for a brief moment or whatever with a really good, genuine interaction. So this is part one. I'm going to do part two next week about from the, the leader or the um, public figure perspective, because as I mentioned, we are always both as creators. If you are a creator with any size of platform, you have people who are listening to you and who want to have you answer questions for them. And maybe, you know, that looks, that's a huge scale, right? That, that might be 500 people. It might be five people. It might be 5,000 people, but you're going to have that interaction and of course, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's Tony Robbins or Will Smith or whoever. You're going to also have those interactions. So at any point as a creator, we are both. And so I wanted to split these episodes up into two to talk about how to get the interaction, the most out of the interaction as a follower or as a fan and also as a leader or a public figure. 
And so next week, we're going to talk about from the leader public public figure perspective and what I've learned there and what I've seen from others who I respect in this space. Um, So we'll talk about that next week, but I wanted to get this to you because it's been sitting on my mind ever since Charleston. I had the best interactions with all the people there who I met. They were so sweet, so accommodating. They wanted to help you. They wanted to talk. They wanted to answer the questions. And it was just such an amazing event. And so I wanted to share that with you because that's not my first time experiencing something like that. Um, It was in the acting world, but obviously with Russell Brunson and John Maxwell and all of that, um, I wanted to get this to you. So hopefully this is helpful. I love you guys and we'll talk next week.